Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. All right. In keeping track, we are at the start of week eight of COVID-19 in California. And actually, when you hear this, it'll be the start of week nine, because I'm recording these about a week ahead of time right now. <sighs> Let's do a deep breath. This was not what any of us expected, is it? And thinking about that, what permission do you need to give yourself? And this is a really important practice that I invite you to do because permission is a compassion practice. And the thing that we all need right now is compassion. We need kindness, common humanity, meaning that we're all in this together and we really are. A friend of mine posted something on Facebook I think a week or so ago about how we're in different boats and we definitely are. And I believe that the COVID storm is hitting the regions of our state differently, the regions of our country differently, the regions of the world differently. And I said to her, I left her a card and I said to her that while I may not be in your boat, I will happily paddle aside you. So I'm paddling aside you too, my friend. And what permission do you need to give yourself? We need compassion. We need it. I've been giving myself a lot of it. I've been trying to bring it into the world of the people that I'm connected with. What permission do you need? So here's the thing about permissions. And Brene Brown actually is the one that taught me about using permission slips. And I was trying to remember when, and it may have been when she went on the Oprah show and she gave herself permission slips, you know, to have fun, to, I don't know, be goofy. I can't remember what they were, but that idea of permission slips really has stuck inside of me. And we grow up as a kid getting permission from adults in our lives, right? For the simple things, like when you're a kid living at home, when you're a little kid, can I eat something? Can I get a drink? When we're at school, can I go to the bathroom? Getting permission for these things. So there's always been this somebody else with more power telling us what we can and cannot do. But then we become adults and there's supposed to be a shift. <laughs> We're supposed to be the ones that give ourselves permission, but we often forget this. And as the leader of your life, which you are, we're not going to go into that today, but as the leader of your life, what permission do you need? And if you're struggling with that word leader, another way to say it is as the boss of you, what permission do you need to give yourself? So here are some examples of permissions I gave myself this week. Permission to make mistakes. This has been a longstanding permission slip that I've given myself for a long time now because there's that perfectionist in me that doesn't want to make mistakes. There's that person inside of me, especially with relationships, don't make mistakes. When I was young and I would make a mistake, I was like, oh, that's it. I'm out of here. Relationship over. (laughs) That doesn't work too well. So permission to make mistakes is still an ongoing one. And I lean into it quite often. And it helps me remember and overcome my old hardwiring of I can't make mistakes. You know, 
If I make mistakes, I'm unworthy. If I make mistakes, I'm not lovable. The other one that was newer this week was permission to be emotional. And this is a really important one, especially as I was coaching my clients this week who, you know, are put together, they're strong, they're fierce. I know their struggles, but they want to have it all together, especially right now as they're showing up at work or with their families to have it all together. I want to in some ways have it all together. And I'm also a hot mess. There's a time and place that is appropriate for that. Being a hot mess here on the show would not be appropriate. But for me to give myself permission to be emotional, because I knew I was going to be doing some work that was going to stir things up. And back in the day when I was teaching and coaching at the college, the messaging I got was really simple. You don't want to act like a woman and be emotional. And especially in the world of athletics, there's a culture of like, you can't be emotional. Like that's for sissies. You know, if you're a woman coach and then you're really weak, emotion was weakness. I even had a dean and athletic director that would tell me that messaging directly. And this was in the century, you guys. So it wasn't like it was some ancient thing a hundred years ago. This was this century. So let's put some perspective on that. But those were the messages that I had in my career beyond other areas of my life. And so for me, giving myself permission to be emotional, to have emotions, that it's okay. It's not a sign of weakness. And that has been part of my life's work. So a few weeks ago, I was watching a television show with my daughter, Station 19, and it's one of our TV shows that we watch together. It's a Shonda Rhimes show, and there was a scene in there, and I'm like, holy moly, if I had only had that scene when I was working back at the college. So there was a female captain. She's a firefighter. She was a female captain, and she was meeting with the chief. There was an investigation about her leadership decisions at a ongoing fire, which resulted in the death of a retired firefighter. And the captain started to have tears. And the chief said to her, now don't make me regret hiring a woman. And I was like, (sighs) it took me back to 2005, 2006, when I was in those meetings. And those were the kind of conversations that were being told to me. And remember, I said it was this century. And she was so fierce and I love the messaging. And I so, so hope the young women who are watching that show can take that because she said that she is not crying because it's weakness. She's crying because her former captain had died in the loss of him. She's crying because she's grateful that her team was saved because of, you know, his heroic efforts. And she said that when she was Olympian and won the gold medal, she cried. And just like the men who win the Super Bowl and they cried, crying is not weakness. Therefore, my friend, I have given myself permission to be emotional. And there is a place to be emotional and there's a place not to be emotional. So I allow myself to be emotional and to feel my feelings. And an example of where it's not a place is before I go into any coaching sessions, before I go into groups, before I lead workshops, before I go and speak, which we're not doing right now because of COVID-19. But before I do any of those where I'm leading, I clean up my emotions. My goal is to show up and be grounded. My goal even here before I come in to do this show with you is to get grounded, be in a place of compassion, be in a place of confidence so that I can be responsible for the energy I bring. But I also need that space 
to do my own unraveling, to do my own exploration. And that's exactly what was happening. I was doing some work. I designed this workbook and I was going through and afterwards doing the exercises. And I said, okay, give yourself permission to be emotional. I knew this was going to be a container that things were going to come up. I wanted to allow myself that space. Another permission I gave myself is permission to be messy. (laughs) Now my daughters would love it. They'd be like, oh, mom's giving permission to be messy. No, not not that kind of messy, not the messy around the house, (laughs) but permission. Actually, there is a pile that's been on my desk during this COVID and I've given myself permission for that. But when I talk about being messy, it's almost that, you know, emotional, like not having clarity, allowing a lot of stuff to stir because there's this process that I need to have, whether it's a creative process or again, doing that work that I was doing deep work of, it's going to be messy. If I'm journaling, writing on a piece of paper, it's not going to look all pretty. Heck, half the time I can't even read my own handwriting, but that doesn't matter. It's like giving myself permission to be messy. There is beauty in the mess, but giving myself permission that if I'm going to have a conversation, especially a difficult conversation, We want to know like the script, right? What do I need to say to get the right outcome? What A plus B equals C? Let me have that. But giving myself permission that it's going to be messy, that there's going to be energy that's coming out. There's going to be, when I say energy, there's going to be anger and frustration and shame, especially in a difficult conversation. And there's going to be misinterpretations and how can we circle back or, you know, reinforce what the message that we're trying to say when, especially if it's not a hurtful message. So the permission to be messy. The permission to be deserving of space. And I'm going to be doing a podcast about space because this is something that I've been really working on. So I'll be talking about that some more, but permission to be deserving of space. And it was interesting that I chose that word deserving, but I did. The permission to receive help and support. As much as I talk about, we're not meant to go it alone. You're not meant to go it alone. My old hardwiring, my old armor is... Corinne, you just do it yourself. You can get it done. And I have to, the way to overcome it for me is to give myself permission to receive help, to receive support. It's really, really important because I can go back into the old hardware and Corinne, just do it yourself. You're meant to go it alone. And then I remind myself, we aren't meant to go it alone. (laughs) Fun place to live in my brain, isn't it? Okay. And then the final one was permission to feel, which is a like permission to be emotional, but The feeling one is a bit different. It's feeling, and I've been doing this now for, I don't know, 10 plus years, but really feeling my feelings. What am I feeling right now? And being okay. Like I'm okay with feeling shame. I'm okay with feeling anger. I'm okay with feeling frustration because I know that they're feelings. It's how do I not want to respond? Like in anger, it may feel really good to puff up (laughs) and blast somebody, which I wanted to do on Facebook and not to a particular person, but, you know, wanted to judge people and just blast people that might've felt good in that moment, but it's a dopamine hit. It wouldn't have felt good. I would have had a lot of remorse. So I don't want to react in that anger. I want to feel it and process it. And then think about how can I show up in my life? And so for me, the decision was, this is not a place for you to have dialogue, Corinne. So those are the permissions that I've been giving myself over the last week or so that I remembered and could write down here. And remember, permission is a compassion practice. You are allowing yourself to be outside 
of what you've been programmed to live. You are being kind to yourself. It's taking the growth mindset one step further as you are also dialing up compassion to go with making mistakes and learning from it. Permission to have fun is the one that I'm choosing for this weekend. I'm really good at the struggle and the overcoming and the the resilience bit. And I need to have more fun and humor. So permission to have fun is the one that I'm choosing. I'm going to give myself permission that at the end of the day, through the weekend, I'm going to have fun. And my example of fun may not be your example of fun. You may think it's quite boring, but it'll be my fun. And I'm okay with that. So I'm committed to working hard and overcoming the struggle but I also need to remember to play and have fun. Especially right now, to have humor is so important. The Dalai Lama and Archbishop Tutu, they talk about this in the Book of Joy, where humor is part of their resilience to get through the difficult times. So permission to have fun. The other one that I've been doing a lot of is permission to listen to music and not to learn. Because I have that productivity. I've got to be productive, hardwiring. I must learn. I love to learn. It's one of my top core values. And there's so much easily accessible content to take in. And so for a long time, I was like, oh, I don't have time for music. I'm a busy person. I've got to learn. I need to maximize this time. But music is fun. And it fills me up and it changes my internal vibe. And guess what? I can still learn because I learn about other people's stories and the writings of their songs and the stories that they're sharing with the music vibe. So those are my examples. And as we go through this time together, my friend, what permission do you need? Give yourself permission. And then afterwards, circle back and notice what you learned. So what I mean by this is when I did this a long time ago, I used to come home at like 8.30, 8.45 at night from the swimming pool. And I was hardwired into, oh, I've got to get and check who needs me on the emails. What answers do I need to handle? And I did this and it was exhausting. And the problem with this is then I would allow all of these people's problems to feed my brain at night. And I'd also get that blue light exposure. So I get wired, right? And then you talk about cortisol and stress and having a difficulty with sleep. I was contributing to the problem. And what I had to do instead was give myself permission that when I come home at 8.30, 45 at night, I don't have to answer any emails. I don't have to do that. So I had to start in small steps because in my brain was, if I don't answer the emails, the aqua monsters are going to go down. I can dress rehearse tragedy with the best of them, you guys. So it was an experiment. I gave myself permission. I don't have to answer emails when I come home. I can do that in the morning. And I typically get up early in the morning. So what's really going to happen between 8.30 at night and, you know, 5.30 in the morning, besides most of us sleeping, right? But it was really vulnerable to do that because I had this fear that the team was going to go down if I was not attached to my inbox, because I think we've kind of gotten trained that way. So I've had to untrain myself. And guess what? (laughs) I stopped answering emails. 
my brain was able to shut down a bit better. My sleep was better and the team didn't go down. So then the next step was to not even check because I was coming in and kind of just checking, just not responding and giving myself permission. But the next step was to not check. And it was to trust that everything was okay. And I tested this out. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm not even going to go and look. And here's something that's really important about that, because there's another small step is I've also taught my community, you know, here's my home phone number. Here's what an emergency is. An emergency is not my kid left their swim stuff at the pool. An emergency is something has happened and you need to get a hold of me that evening. Call my home phone number. And then I have this other rule about like, if you send me a text, then I'm expecting an invitation to coffee or lunch. (laughs) I just have this belief that texts are not a place to conduct business. That's my belief. It may not be yours. I don't like text because I can't read it and then unread it like you can with email. So those are my boundaries. So I have over time taught my community, this is how I process and handle emails and such, but I would test it out in small increments. Is this going to be okay? Is this not okay? So I went from checking, but not responding. That was my first permission. Then the permission to not check. And then I can answer emails. And every time I would test it out, is the team okay? (laughs) Has the team gone down? Right. So when you're doing permission slips and you're so afraid that, oh my gosh, if I give myself this permission, everything's going to blow up. It's going to be over. And I had a client go through this experience this week where she was resistant to give herself permission because it was going to be all screwed up take it in small steps. And remember when you're writing it down, as Anne Lamont says, it's your shitty first draft. It's your place to practice and figure out and brainstorm. It doesn't have to be the final thing. We always want to get to that final thing because we want to get whatever issue we have resolved so that we can go and be free. Allow the rumbling to occur, allow the steps to occur. And now these days, I actually quit my email accounts in the evening well before, like when I leave the office, I quit it in the evening and I haven't opened it this morning because I'm here with you and I will open it later in the day, but I don't check my email. And actually I've gotten much better during COVID. I stopped checking my email on my phone. So interesting because I have this, my thumb has this internal wiring where it goes from like Instagram to email or, you know, like if I'm on something, it's like my thumb automatically goes to email. Like, okay, who needs me? What's going on? And I've had to retrain my thumb and it's still in practice, but now I've given myself permission that in the evenings I can quit my email because I've been really preserving my brain. And that's going to be in another episode that I'm going to talk to you about is what are you feeding your brain? But today I want to talk with you about the permissions what permissions do you need? What permissions do you need that will support you during this time? What small steps can you use to test it out so that things aren't blowing up? So it's not catastrophizing and permission isn't about putting up armor or barriers or walls. Permission's about you taking care of you. And the beauty of like the permission, especially with the emails is that it got me out of the email prison walls that I had built up of other people's expectations of, I think about the Blackberry days and how cool it was to, you know, somebody would email and I could look at my phone and I could get back to them at 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> that is a nightmare to me now. But those are the things that we were trained, like to be always there. And what I've had to give myself permission is I'm not Google. I'm not functioning 24 hours a day. I'm a human. So I invite you, what permission do you need? What small steps can you test out for yourself and give it to yourself? And that's a way for you to be compassionate with yourself. And right now we all need compassion to move through this time that we have during COVID-19. Before we go, I have an announcement. You may have noticed it. We have brought Wisdom Wednesdays back to you. And Wisdom Wednesdays are previously broadcast shows. And so I've interviewed a whole bunch of people. And last summer, we tried this Wednesday, Wednesday component, and a lot of you loved it. It allows you not to have to dive through the archives. Now I think we're probably around 650 shows of archives to go through. And I know that can be overwhelming. And I like things to be just spoon fed to me. So that's what we're doing here. And this Wisdom Wednesday, the intention is to give you support during these uncertain times of COVID-19. And that's what the content has been curated for, for you. So I really believe it's important that what we feed our brain with and what are the things that we need to fill up that space. And some of you may have more white space than you're used to having because you are sheltering in place. And so you're looking for things to fill your space, to fill your mind with. And this show is meant to inspire, empower, and entertain you. And so again, I want to support you. And that's what these Wisdom Wednesday shows are for. We're dropping them on Wednesdays over the next period of time. I'm not sure how long we're going to be doing it, but we have a bunch of content that we are going to be delivering. So they are there. Now, here's another thing I want you to be open to, because maybe you've already heard the show before. Maybe you've already listened. I learn even when I go back and I re-listen, and there's a whole bit of vulnerability for me to go in and listen to myself and because my judger really wants to come out and criticize. But when I go back and I can have that curious mindset and listen, I get fascinated with what I can learn what I can understand reminders of something that I had learned and I'd forgotten about, or the guest may have been in a place that I didn't understand. So I could kind of understand it on the surface, but now I understand it at a deep level. And I'm like, holy moly, that's what this person was talking about. So that is called spiral learning. When you go back to it, be open. If there's nuggets of insight, wisdom, whether they're reminders, or maybe you are now ready for the same information, but you can take it to a deeper level. So that's what those Wisdom Wednesday episodes are for. They're for you. They're to support you. And I really hope that you enjoy them and offer you support during these times. I am smiling big for you. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So 
go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes, and that will ensure you that you never miss a show. And you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things, but you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wild.